Take the Wrestling Podcast, coming to you on 11-11-2021. I'm your host, Ernest E.J. Christian, alongside no Mike Rainier, but Joe Lopez. Porn stop. Yeah, but Joe Lopez. But Joe, but Joe Lopez? Oh, God. Good Lord. You know, Mike was sitting here right, you know, if Mike was sitting here right now, he'd be like, you, 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 you set him up ready. It took yep. 10 to do that. Yep. Yep. Do you realize what you've done? Yeah. Now sitting in Mike's spot for tonight, because Mike, as Mike entertains his wife in uh, good old Disney World for her birthday. Happy birthday to our good friend Carolyn Bernier. I, be- I believe you literally just said the long way around that Carol's getting laid tonight, and I love that for her. Fourth kid. I mean, it's appropriate that I'm sitting in Mike's chair when I have a Money in the Bank. Oh, and, if you, and if you listen to Three Count Thursday, you know exactly what I'm talking about, because Mike still has a run in. To do on Tim over on our show because Mike beat Tim on one of our scorecards. So it is appropriate that I actually am holding a money in the bank sitting in Mike's chair. In case hey, you don't, I got uh, a question for what? you. I, I see a lot of like random wrestling stuff behind you. What is the most random piece of wrestling memorabilia that you own or like toy or whatever? I, I got one. I'll be right back. All right. All right. By the way, that is Big Jim of Three Count Three Count Thursday podcast. Also, Hull Up podcast as well, too. That I do appear on every Tuesday now. I love that for you. Yeah, it's pretty good. What is it about? Football. Oh, I enjoy football. You used to enjoy football, Jet fan. No. Okay. I still watch football, just I watch better teams now. Duh. The Dolphins? Ew. No, I said better teams. <laughs> The Giants? Ooh. Hey, Cam Newton signed back with the Panthers. That's affirmative. That's, affirmative. that's weird. While we have a big to show off his uh, toys, you can follow his podcast on Twitter at Take Number Three Wrestling. Um, this rest, uh, podcast goes um, all podcast catchers. You name it, we're there. I'm telling you now. Don't, don't, don't ask me what, which one, because we're all there. We're all there. You got Spotify? No, we're there. So, we're there. <laughs> So where I used to where I used to work, we we did the the sound for uh, the WWE touring shows. Oh shit! Okay. So some guy walks in one day and just hands me like a random ass, like full on button down WWF. Oh my WWF god! WWF shirt. It looks like it looks like the shirt that the action figure Jim Ross was wearing back in. Right, like, like it looks like the old, yeah, like it looks like the old like commentary. You know, yeah. size large, yeah. so it probably wouldn't fit my head as a bandana. But, <laughs> but if you want to talk random, that's that random. is random. That's, that's the winner right there. That's the winner. <laughs> anyway, there's probably more somewhere. Like there's, I probably have more random things. Packed in a box somewhere in my basement, but yeah, we'll call this one the most random for right now. Amazing. Right. Yes. We do have a pay-per-view coming up this coming weekend. Full gears around the corner. We do? Pretty excited. Yeah. Stack card, man, on paper. Stack. Oh, I think one of the best cards AEW's ever put together, personally. It's funny, I was saying the same thing about the, about the AEW card, the last pay-per-view, All Out, and now, I, I think based on the card alone, you add a CM Punk to the, to the equation, you add a Brian Danielson to the equation now, it's, I mean... Am I am oh. I crazy? Because I did watch Dynamite last night. I did not. Okay, that was I did. I okay. did. The so Jim, you can confirm or deny what I'm about to say. Did they add Cody and uh, who the fuck face? Cody and Pack versus 
Andrade and Malachi. Yes. And they, all, and then they also the added the pre-show. The they did. I saw it on, on, on the social media this morning. Yes, they did add that. I'm hyped for that. Like, I didn't know that this card could get better. And then you add that. Hey, anytime you add the eight-star general Cody Rhodes, yeah. it automatically makes the show better. Is it, what, what, what is, it's a matter of when he, he'll turn to a heel, right? It's a matter of when at this point. I don't think he needs to. No, I think he's going to continue just being the Triple H circa 2005 of the company, where we all understand that nobody actually likes him, but he's just going to be a fucking baby face whether you like it or not and just accept the fact that nobody likes him. That's a John Cena type, though, isn't it? I kind of like Cena in a way, right? Well, and if you think if you think about it, there, there was that press conference a couple of years ago or an interview before a pay-per-view where they asked Roman Re- or they asked Triple H if, if Roman Reigns is going to turn heel. And he's like, why? Right. He was like, the people that are cheering him now would boo him, but the people that are booing him right now would cheer him. And because it was more adults that were booing him, you had a baby face to the kids that's moving merchandise. Right. But to adults, he was getting booed. So you arguably had the biggest heel in the company with a baby face. Right. It was kind of a perfect scenario. Yeah, I see a point there. Um, I, I do get I do get um, John Cena vibes though a little bit with it. A little bit. Cena being like well, obviously the person, no matter who him or not. I mean, he he also obviously gives off the vibe that he just wants daddy's attention, and by daddy I mean Triple H. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm trying to stall here as so I bring up the card here because I I want to get the full card. I hope this is because Wikipedia has it more updated here. All right, here we go. Well, I learned right. prepared, like you knew this was happening. No, no, I, no, but as you as you mentioned the added match last night, CBS. I don't think CBS had that match on the, on their. Oh yeah, uh, I always use Wikipedia for my for yeah. My card. So let's get let's get to the uh, get to the um, card here, shall we? Um, don't see anything with buy-in. yes. Let's get to the card. Are you I ready don't for the card? Card show. Yeah, the buy-in's at the top. At the top. There we go. All right, buy-in match. Uh, Nala Rose and Jamie Hader versus Hikaru Shida and. Thunder Rosa, tag team match. I mean, not much you can really talk about here other than you know the fact that these these women these women are actually in the in currently are in the uh, TBS tournament, but that's all really is to it. Yeah, I think there's a hundred percent chance that this match happens on the show. Really? Well, like on on the pre-show, like where it's going. Oh, yeah, it is definitely the pre-show. I think it's I think this match is definitely going to happen, or it might not. That's my bet. Uh, should we just go Sheeta and Rosa for the win and move on? <laughs> or or the other team might win. You really don't know until it happens. <laughs> One of the two teams is going to win if the match happens, but if it doesn't, then neither will win. I am asking right. for prediction, Joe Lopez. I predict that there will be a victor in this match. Oh, Jesus. Joe, <laughs> Jim, get that fucking soundboard ready, please. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I yeah, I have it up here. Producer Jim. <laughs> That's what that's what the fuck I need on my show, so I don't have that to search for this match because the main event here is under the number two match on the card. I'm gonna go backwards here from that one. There we go. All right, let's do the match. We mentioned a while ago the matches got added last night on Dynamite. Uh, you got Pac and Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo. I'm actually enjoying this feud right now between all these four guys. This mix up here, it's not, not that bad actually. The Cody Malachi feud and the throw in the Pac. Andrade and somehow, some way, it's kind of mixed up a little, you know, I, I kind of like it. It's a little random for me. Like, yeah. there's no real connection between a lot of these guys. It's just kind of happening. 
Like, like Malachi Black's character has no real reason to be interacting with Andrade's character. Agreed. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's very, it's very random 80s pro wrestling where you had characters that had nothing to do with each other whatsoever and in no realm would they ever, but somehow they're friends and they're working together. Like, there's, I don't know, like, but all that said, I'm not going to say I'm not enjoying the feud. I feel like every segment that's been on TV has been really fun and I've really enjoyed everything about it. And I'm really looking forward to the match on the pay-per-view. So, like, in those ways, I'm in on it. But I'm just saying, like, from a logical standpoint, like, you know, like, yesterday on Dynamite, they finally had Bobby Fish and Adam Cole interact with each other. From a logical standpoint now, you can involve Bobby Fish in pretty much anything involving Adam Cole, and we understand why. It makes sense. There's characters that are alike that they work together in that way. Just like it's not really that questionable when Christian's working with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. It's like, okay, well you know, over-the-top good guys. Okay, they all kind of fit a mold. But I don't know that Andrade and Malachi Black fit a same role. You know what I mean? Like, other than that, like, yeah, they're upper-mid-card guys, I don't get how their characters really belong with each other. You say Bobby Fish? Bobby! I did New Bobby. <laughs> um, I, I do think Cody and, um, and Pac feel a little more random than the other team, honestly. I mean, they're all random. This feels like this feels like one of those tag matches you'd get on Raw back in like 1997, yeah. where it's a bunch of different feuds and you're just putting them all together because that's what you do. But let's bear in mind, and I've said this last week, and I will continue saying this: Tony Khan is booking ECW, but with money. So I'm not surprised <laughs> that true, angles come off as ECW angles. You know what ECW used to do all the time? Have four fucking feuds interact with each other in the main event and end up in one match and make that a thing. That was an ECW thing. Paul Heyman was notorious for that. That's what this is. Well, I do see Malachi and Andrade taking a win here. No, Cody doesn't lose on pay-per-view. Yeah, I totally picked uh, on, on three guys. I'll try to remember my same picks because I, I don't have the same sheet open, but... Um, I'm gonna go Pac and Cody here, just uh, just uh, so everybody. Can do that I, jo- I joked on three count that you know, remember like how WrestleMania when Roman like stacked Edge and uh, Daniel Bryan on top of each yes. other and pinned both of them. That's what Cody's gonna do um, to to Malachi and Andrade. Uh, and also, uh, I'll I'll predict uh, Nyla and Jamie Hayter to win the the pre-show match because you completely skipped over me for that one. <laughs> Never my madness, maybe. No, I'm joking. The thing, the thing that like kind of makes me chuckle about this about this pairing is if is if you throw together four people like this on a WWE pay per view, people are going, "Why the fuck are these guys in a team together?" If like, you do that on Raw, people do that. Right, like people would get so pissed, and then like AEW does know it is going to be the greatest match ever. Now, don't get me wrong, <laughs> this match should be fucking fantastic. Yes, but like it's it's. There, there's there's so many things, and I, I pointed out a few of them on our show sometimes, but, like, there's so many things that, that happen, and I, I think have been happening more recently with AEW. Um, not that the product's not good, but that if, if WWE, especially Raw, did them, like, people would react so much differently. This is my reasoning for AEW is ECW, but with a budget. 
Because yeah. Paul Heyman would have done this back in the day. The main event of a fucking ECW show in South Philadelphia would have easily been Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman versus Shane Douglas and Raven. That, like, the only reasoning being, well, these two are feuding and these two are feuding, and I don't know, it'll be fun. And then fucking Stevie Richards comes out and gets Kane to fucking death, even though he, and he's the one that gets pinned. Like, that was Paul Heyman booking, and the fucking crowds loved it. Tony Khan was an ECW fan. Tony Khan is booking like Paul Heyman. So I'm just like, 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 we don't accept that from WWF. But we always accepted it from Paul Heyman. We drank the fucking Kool-Aid. And I think we're drinking the Tony Khan Kool-Aid, honestly. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's not to sidetrack off the pay-per-view, but there was that media media drop from the from the uh, the media blitz today where Tony Khan like cuts off cuts off a female reporter asking if like there was ever if there was plans for AEW to do an all women's pay-per-view. Is that audio for that, by the way? Is it audio for that? Uh, I just, I, I, I saw it on Twitter. Okay. Um, but like he cuts her off and then basically goes on like. Wait, th- I'll react it. I'll react it real fast. It's easy. Okay. I'm now the female reporter. Mr. Khan, I have a question. Oh, let, me t- let me tell you how I'm a billionaire. Yes. And, and let me tell you how the wrestling world should thank me. Because I provided a lot of wrestlers for an NWA women's show. Nobody thanked me enough for that. Oh, yeah, we're not going to do an AEW women's pay-per-view. Also, I'm a billionaire, and nobody thanks me enough. That's literally what the three-minute clip was. Are you saying that he didn't at some point ask her what her name is and then cut her off and tell her it doesn't matter what her name is? (laughs) Basically, that's what he did. And I'm like, I'm sitting here, and I'm listening to this clip, and I'm going, song-wearing fatty. Could you imagine if it was Vince McMahon or Nick Khan or Triple H or John Laurinaitis or Bruce Pritchard, if any of the heads of WWE are sitting in that chair and they cut off a female reporter asking about an all-female pay-per-view to put themselves over about how rich they are and then basically say, now nah, we're not doing it. Twitter probably would have, like... Remember the, the internet outage a couple days with Comcast? That would have been Twitter from the the IWC today. And for the record, I don't think AEW or the WWE needs to do an all-women's pay-per-view. You know what I think both companies need to do? Is book their fucking women's division better. Yep. Like, you. just have matches that build up the division away from the titles. Facts. Agreed. Like, because I'm totally fine with the TBS title. But here's what's going to happen. You're going to have an AEW women's title feud on Dynamite, and you're going to have an AEW T- yep. TBS championship uh, you know, feud on Rampage, and that's it. The same thing that's happening with the Raw and women's title divisions in, in WWE is what's going to happen in AEW. And when it happens, I'm going to laugh by people defending it so, because it's what is going to happen. And because, just give me the, the, the same way I want – Liv Morgan versus Naomi on Raw, give me anyone that is away from the title division just having a match for any reason on real TV, not dark. Please, just book your women's division better. Look at Impact. Look at how they do women's wrestling and then do it. But, man, that clip, brutal, brutal. If If you don't think a billionaire and a billionaire are the same people, Running different wrestling companies, 
You're out your damn mind. You, you gave me an idea while you were talking, though. Here's a pitch for a reality show, right? It's AEW's head guy and WWE's, like, third from the top head guy, and they get to compete over new wrestlers to sign them in contracts, and we call it two cons, one contract. <laughs> And is that is that K H A N P R E C T? I fucking love it. I fucking love that. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> you just fucking growing pains me with a fucking laugh track. What the fuck? All right, buddy. You want something better than that? You want, you want to say innovation instead? No. Um, I think the word self awareness and Tony Khan are not very. Uh... You know, you know the theme song to Growing Pains was about anal sex, right? Show me that smile. <laughs> Don't waste another minute on your crying. Oh. <laughs> We're nowhere near the end. You're a sick man, Joe. You know that? You're a sick man. Never change, please. Never change, please. <laughs> anyway, next match here, we have Christian Cage and Jurassic Express, which is called the Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, taking on the super click of Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. I'm excited for this match. It's I think Cage and the Lucha Bros, no. Luchasaurus and his bro, Sophie. Sophie. <laughs> Mind yourself. <laughs> so I, I think that Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy and Christian Cage are going to be the winners. Yes, I of agree. this match. But I this, think it's going to be great. This has matched a match in night potential, honestly, too. Right. The stage one with the Young Bucks and whatnot, but in ring, they show the fuck up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So does Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm almost with you with, with Christian and Jurassic. Uh, Big Jim. I, I don't like the Young Bucks, but I think it's going to be the super click here. I think um, I think you're going to have more potential for Bobby Fish um, to get involved in this one. I don't think you give that tease uh, last night and, and yeah. not not have him get involved in some way. You see, there's a chance because we all know that. Kyle's contract is supposedly coming up in NXT. And and um, even if it wasn't even if his contract wasn't coming up, him and Johnny Gargano recently had dark matches, I think like a week or so ago on SmackDown. I'm telling you now, in my opinion, that's a either you're getting called up or you're getting fired in our next round of cuts kind of dark match. Like this isn't a Bronson Reed taught us this. This isn't, let's give it a try. Oh, it's not working. Let's send them back to developmental and just let them keep going. This is, we either like what we saw and now you're going to be on Raw or SmackDown or you're going to be on AEW in a couple of weeks. So (laughs) even if Kyle's contract wasn't coming up, I think there's a chance that he's going to end up getting released one way or another soon. He's going to go to AEW. I wonder if there's a real chance here. I I think the answer is yes, but I want to see what you guys think. What if we get Adam Cole turning on the Young Bucks and we end up getting Undisputed Era, the original three Undisputed Era in AEW, the Young Bucks and like Kenny Omega? Oh, it writes itself. Oh, no, no, it writes itself. The minute I saw the Kyle Rise contract was up in December, that crossed my mind. The first thing that crossed my mind was like, yep, yep. So you have Fish here. O'Reilly might be leaving probably next two, three months. And the funny part is, it was it was right after that news kind of broke that all of a sudden Fish was actually interacting with Cole on AEW. Correct. They had yeah. no interaction with each other whatsoever until last night when you had Bobby Fish attacking Jungle Boy and then you had Adam Cole introducing Fish to the Young Bucks being like, we go back a long way, this is my boy. Like, 
this writes itself. You're absolutely right. All we need is Kyle. Because Adam Cole's getting babyface reactions. Yes. Still. I mean, even being social with the young bucks. So naturally, if this would have happened hypothetically, they would be they would be babyfaces there. What if we all break into Full Sail or wherever the fuck they're taping NXT these days, and we just get Kyle, and then we call Tony Khan and we see how much he'll give us? Cool, Kyle. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I, I think, and, and like that quote unquote nice thing for WWE is be, is if the rumors are true that his contract is coming up is they're not going to have to release him. They're just going to let it play out because I think it is like December. So you're literally six weeks away from that. Um, Because Kyle O'Reilly by himself barely works in NXT. There's no chance that works on the main roster. I love Kyle O'Reilly, but to me, he's much more impactful within a group, within a faction. Yeah, he's he's not a singles guy to me. All right, next match here, we have CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. You know, for half a second, I got really confused, and I was like, the fuck 2011 show are we talking about CM Punk? (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. This match should be awesome. I kind of hope Eddie Kingston wins. I kind of don't think he's going to. Like, I don't know if you can see it behind me. Kingston Kingston wins wins the riot. I love it. Should I be surprised that they go on babyface, babyface with CM Punk ready in this, like, CM Punk is totally kind of coming across as a heel in this feud. You think so? Yeah, with the way well, didn't that Kingston kind of turned, he had kind of turned heel with Mox there for a minute ish. Not like full, I don't know. I that's kind of the beauty of of like what they've been doing is like there's there's like there's this edginess to Kingston where like he's a face but he's an asshole and like Punk in this. Yeah, they're kind of flipping the script on it. So, like, in this feud, like, I mean, they're both going to get cheered. I, I don't think it matters. I, I think that's the beauty of this There's one. There's definitely yeah. lines here. There's definitely blurred lines on both both guys here to some degree. Um, I feel like the, 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 the game here is for Eddie to win. So, no, I was just thinking about it. I think that the best route to go here, let's get Kingston to be a full-on heel, right? Like, let's just do it. He's great as a heel. He's great at promos as a heel. He's easy to buy as a bad guy. It both. all works, right? We've got, we gotten both ready with him. We've we gotten both with, with him. He's been great at both. Yes. To be yeah. with you. But, but, like, let's turn him heel now, right? Okay. Let's have him lose to Punk. Let's have Punk win the match, and then let's have Kingston attack him after the match and, like, shatter his ankle with a fucking chair or some shit. <laughs> Do that. Do the old school. He loses, but he gets his heat back right away. Yeah. And then you got an excuse to sit Punk out for like two months. Because like <laughs> Punk needs to be used sparingly. Punk needs to be used like a fine spice. Like well, and the way they've been fucking throw it in like Salt Bay. You fucking take your time and caress. Well, the way they've been using Punk, they can use him like that with with an injury. Yes. Because most of the time, all he does is come out and cut promos or sit on commentary anyhow. Exactly. Yeah. Like, my wife jokes. She goes, like, uh, you know, like, when Dynamite's coming on, she's like, well, we know Punk's not wrestling tonight because he doesn't wrestle on Wednesdays. Right. He did one. I'll show my picture. I'll go Punk here by disqualification. Okay. I'm just taking Punk. Yeah. I'll I get me. With, with, with Kingston between the promo last week and the Players Tribune article this week, I, you, I think you have to strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. So you going Eddie? 
Yeah. Okay. <coughs> Next match here, which is also, in my opinion, one of the best feuds of 2021, Darby Allen versus MJF. Yes, I love this feud. This feud is everything. After Roman Reigns, by default, because Roman Reigns is obviously the biggest guy in all wrestling anyway, MGF is the best heel in pro wrestling. Yes. It's not even close. Yes. And Darby Allen, a.k.a. the Mikey Whipwreck of Tony Khan's ECW, <laughs> is fantastic in every way as well. This feud is everything. And it's really cool because this feud is being given a really large platform at a time when I think a lot of people are, are maybe rightfully so, kind of pointing the finger at AEW for being so heavy on former WWE guys being like the top attractions. Your CM Pong's, your Brian Danielson's, your Miro's, and you know, all that. I think it says something when to basically let's call them homegrown, right? Like, like at the end of the day, yeah, I've known Darby from Evolve and MJF was working in MLW and all of that, but they became stars in AEW, you know, yeah. like. They went from being the local indie bands that you could be proud that you knew to being fucking Blink-182. That's a real thing. <laughs> so, like, I'm okay with calling them homegrown talents. Same thing with Hangman Page. Like, I think all those guys fit that bill. So, it is cool that they're getting this spotlight. I love it for them. I think I think MJF is going to win, honestly. I mm. think that there's more legs to the feud continuing, if that's the case. And I also think there's a real chance that MJF becomes world champion in the next, like, month. So, really? Yes. I think the big question here too is who gains the most by winning here? Um, MJF. I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. I think the only way Darby like, wins, he doesn't is wrestle a ton. MJF. It's not like he no. actually has like a a lot of victories over his belt. Yeah, but like, he honestly, no, does he really need to, dude? He's so great on the fucking stick. Jericho in the end. But to me, he adds so much to the feud by staying on the stick every week and so on that by the time you get to the match, <laughs> payoff, it's worth it. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. But I'm just saying at the end of the day, like, you can't have him only wrestle once every three months and then lose. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, it, he's not a great wrestler. No. Like, okay. when, when, when the bell rings, he's not that great. Like, if you he's really terrible. look at him, you know, it's – it's. but what what makes him what he is is how he interacts with – his opponent, how he interacts with the crowd, and the fact that he has that heater in um, in Wardlow. Now, the, I think the only way Darby Allen wins this match is if this is where Wardlow turns on MJS. Because it's going to happen at some point. I've done that for years. Like, the better odds are of it happening on a pay-per-view in a big moment. Huh. And... Like I think in the in the in the Pillman in the Pillman feud and and through this one there's been points where like they've almost kind of teased that Wardlow's just tired of MJF pushing that line. So it might not be here yet. It might be you know it might be the the, the next pay per view or whatever. But but I think it's coming and I I think the only way Darby Allen beats MJF like is is when is is if that turn happens this week. I'll be honest, with you, I, I see it happening on Saturday. I see it happening this weekend. Could be, I could see, I could see it happening. I don't think it's a definite. But right. I definitely, I, I, I could, I can def, I could. It's fine. I could definitely see it happening, but I don't see it definitely happening. <laughs> nice hedging there, buddy. <laughs> what a pro does, my friend. I'll go MJF myself too. Um, you too. Yes. You too, yeah. uh, Jim. Okay. Yeah. 
Clean sweep here. Okay. Next match here, we have the tag team championship on the line between Lucha Brothers versus FTR. The uh, dude, FTR's been, been a trip lately, man. I've been enjoying FTR lately, honestly. The whole Lucha thing they're doing all of a sudden. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, I, I think that's another one of those things where if WWE puts those guys in Lucha right. suits. They were kind of lost a little bit the last couple months after losing the tag titles to uh, the Bucks. Well, and but, you had that. You had the injury to well, uh, course, right. But now I feel like now where those those guys being healthy again, they're, they're where they should be right, right, right back in the mix. Lucha Brothers win this match, obviously, in my opinion. But I do think this is going to be this one one of many uh, matches coming up with these two. Yeah, I, I think I agree a hundred percent with exactly what you just said. Right. I yeah, don't know about it, but you said it. So. Lucha Bros. I, I think I think the thing that AEW needs to watch though is. One of the one of the, the great things about the early first you know six seven months of AEW was you featured a lot of different tag teams. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like for about the last six months it's been FTR, the Lucha Brothers, and Pride and Powerful, and that's it. Because, like, uh, yeah, you do. You had the Bucks as well, but now all of a sudden, you know, they've been kind of doing this super click thing with. With, with Kenny and when you had yeah. the impact partners. So, like, they've almost felt like they've kind of dissolved out of the, the tag division real quick. What, so. what, 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 what really stinks is it, that's, that's been like the, the best thing about the company the last two, first two years. Yeah, but, but right, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying, man. They got to watch because, like, um, oh, who are the guys that are with uh, Matt Hardy? Um, uh, private Party. Party. Yeah, Private Party or and. Or, or TH3. He's got a lot of tag teams. Yeah, and I mean you had uh, you had Daniels and Kazarian to start. Now you don't have them, right. so like you know you you've lost a couple, you've gained some, but you know I just I think it's something that that needs to be monitored if they're paying attention. I they're think, they're playing with a lot of new toys and they're almost forgetting about about old faithful. I, I think yeah. one of the issues though is that there's such a quality jump between your lower rung teams and your higher rung teams. Like, yeah. you can put the Lucha Brothers in the ring with FTR or the Young Bucks or, um, I don't know, name another high-caliber team in the company. Right, powerful. Uh, right, powerful. Right, powerful, right. You can put them in the ring. You can put any combination of those, like, five teams in the ring against each other at any time and probably have a four-star or greater match. You can't necessarily expect the same if you put the Butcher and the Blade in the ring against any of those teams. Or if you put Private Party in the ring against any of those teams. Hell, even like Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, who I love as a tag team, you're not guaranteed to get a four-star match out of them and Pride and Powerful or out of them and FTR. You know, so at the end of the day, I think that there has to be a little bit of understanding where it's like, the tag team is so deep that there literally is a main event level to the tag team division and then like a lower card level to the tag team division. There's definitely a tier. The only team, the only team that I think they have that should be utilized more because they can hang with those teams up top and they're just not being used for it are Uno and Dose, are the Super Smash Brothers. Because those guys can fucking go. And when those guys have had the opportunity, like against the Young Bucks, they fucking went. So, you know, I think you could have them up in that level and maybe freshen things up a little bit. I honestly think you could even have Pride and Powerful get a little bit more of a push. 
Because I actually don't think that they've been quite as featured as FTR or the Young Bucks or um, a lot of other teams have been. I think quite a powerful, like, they've had their moment, but it hasn't been to the same level as those guys. They haven't even come close to sniffing the titles. I feel like 2022, fingers crossed, of course, is is their time. I think the Pros having some great matches with each other. You and I said it already too. We we, need, we want to see them as the next next team up to bat to get the titles. At some yeah. Point. So I guess we all got lucha here, right? All three of us. Yeah. yeah. All right. We got the Minneapolis Street Fight between the Inner Circle, of course, Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Sam Guevara, and of course, Brian Powerful versus Men of the Year, Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, and American Top Team, which is Junior Dos Santos, Andre Olavsky, and Dan Lambert. Part of the am, match, I, am I the only one that's annoyed at how awesome this feud actually is? Like, I don't, don't want to like it. I don't like yeah. in non-wrestling people, especially you have, like, Dan Lambert actually going to wrestle. Oh, I, don't, I oh. don't like any of that in concept. <laughs> but this feud's been fucking fun to watch. It's Every segment has been a fucking home run out of the park. Jericho's been killing it on the mic. Yeah. Dan Lambert is good on the mic. Everything about this has been kind of perfect. Like, Fuck this Dan is Lambert, attitude bro. era booking. Yes. Chris Jericho can't put Dan Lambert in a shitty version of the Boston Crab quick enough in this match. Just get me <laughs> goddamn thing. Well, this is really easy. Inner Circle wins this match. I don't think it was. Without question. I mean, that's not even a conversation. Yeah, I don't, I don't see this feud as something that's lasting much longer, so. Yeah, this is the blow-off here. This is it here. Um, So, you guys all got Inner Circle, too? Yeah. Yeah. But who would have, who was, who had Junior Dos Santos as the first, like, former UFC <laughs> fighter to end up wrestling in AEW on their bingo card? Right. Not me. Not me. He has a win over Brock Lesnar. Oh! I think. Oh, wow. They definitely fought. I don't know. The more, the more you know, man. <laughs> anyway, next match here, we have the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament Final between Brandon Nelson and Miro. So, props to Miro for going from the bench to the finals. Like, that's that's amazing. I love that for you. I almost love that for you as much as I love that your wife is really hot. Which I does nothing for me, but I but I love it for you. Um, I love way, well, yeah. my for you segment, fuck you, Ernest. So, <laughs> all I'm saying is, like, yeah, when you get to when you get to the fucking part of the format with that, I just did it already. All right, like, appreciate it. My whole ass. So, all but I'm, I'm asking again. I don't give a fuck. I'm asking again. Mm. Music, music and all. Music and all. Okay. So anyway. All I'm saying is, I think that I forgot what I was saying. You distracted me too much. Bullshit. I was still thinking about Lana. <laughs> there we go. All right. So, like, I love that Miro made it here. But we all have to agree this was been custom made for Brian Danielson to win, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Like it to me, it should probably be Miro, but it oh, will. Back. Back. I don't it just did though. Jim, what we just did, your mic sounds better now. Yeah, my my audio setting, it was picking me up through my webcam, not through my microphone. Aha! And that's why you can hear my sound bites now. Golden is back, baby. Golden is back. My computer is an asshole. You just made the list! Um, (laughs) 
Like, I don't know why it defaults to the fucking webcam microphone. I don't understand that. Um, I didn't, I, I didn't pay for all this fancy equipment for you to use a webcam microphone, you assholes. <laughs> wow. Wow. Your sarcasm. Yeah. I don't care. But, uh, it, I think it should be Miro, but Daniel Bryan Danielson is, uh, Tim refers to him on the show. <laughs> Daniel Bryan Danielson. He's uh, going to win this match. <laughs> I'm going Bryan Danielson myself too on this yeah. one. But all the reason why this, this makes sense, of course. All right. We have the AEW Women's Championship on the line between Dr. Brick Baker, DMD, versus Tay Conti. Yeah, there's no chance Britt Baker's losing this belt. I don't no think she chance. Gonna, I think that she's going to be champion for the next five years, if I'm being perfectly honest. I think the whole reason that they're introducing another belt. No chance, yes. But I do think it's a big spot for anybody facing right now, like, to continue to grow this division. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I think it's going to have the same feeling as the women's title match on the last pay-per-view. Correct. Which is... Yeah, great. They're going to have a good match. It's going to be fun, but you're not going to get that deeply invested in it emotionally because you know that there's no chance that the challenger is going to win. Like, her and Chris Atlander had a great match last time, but it lacked drama because there was no drama. The ending was pretty obvious. That's going to be the same thing here. It's going to be a fun match that lacks drama. Yeah. Of course, but yeah. I, I I would I would love Tay Conti to win this match because I love me some Tay Conti. Me too. Um, but and yeah, I think DMD is uh is, is definitely going to win this without question. DMD, DMD, yeah, All right, of course, the main event of the evening we have for the AW AW World Championship between Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page. Fucking Justin Roberts can go away like Dan Lambert. I get the annoyance of Justin Roberts, though. I get it. I don't know. Take Justin Roberts. In my my defense, I didn't like Justin Roberts when he was in the WWE, and I really don't like him because he's a reported creepo. I will say this much, though. I would not not be mad if uh, Tony Khan decided to hire uh, Greg Hamilton. Oh, I would love that. I wish they would use Dasha more. And I think she's a great ring announcer. Mm-hmm. But I guess the big question here just matches this. Is there any chance they extend this title reign from Omega? Is yeah. there juice left in this feud for Omega where Omega no. is on the two, three months? Those are two separate questions. Yes, I think there's a chance that Omega wins and the feud continues. No, I don't think that there's actually juice left for it to. I think that they're going to be wringing this towel as extremely dry. It's going to be, it's going to be like ashy elbows by the time they're done with it. If they keep pushing. Now's the right time. I think now's the time. Put the title on hangman. The title didn't even have to stay on hangman. Like I said, like I could see MJF becoming champion in the next month, you know, like for hangman, the story here is beating Kenny. And becoming champion, but it doesn't need to be now Hangman's champion for the next eight months. He's also not confident in him for that, but he's got to win this match. This is also a one year, a one year, well, longer than one year when you go back to the big company. But one year ago, also, too, was when these two met up in the Eliminator. Yeah. So pull gear one year later, it makes sense. Make it make sense. 
Tim brought up a really good point. We were talking before before we even hit record on our Patreon uh, exclusive. Um, but he said that with um, the, when when Rocky Romero last night, they they made a big point about like Orange Cassidy and the best friends now being a part of chaos. Like, are they are they foreshadowing that Okada is on his way to AEW? And 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 the concern there is if they are, is Okada coming to AEW in any form or fashion going to make them extend this Kenny Omega title run to make Okada versus Kenny again for the AEW title? Um, To be fair, that wouldn't need the title. It wouldn't. But if if you're playing with yet another new toy, is Tony going to go? Well, I want I want my title to be with that new toy. You know what I mean? So right. like, that's Excuse the fear here. Hangman Page 100% should walk out of full gear as champion. Yeah. The crowd wants it, man. He- and that's my pick. But I, I would be I would be lying if I said there wasn't at least a part of me that that said that, that there's concern here that it's not going to happen. You know, for as much as you know, we get you know Dan Brian Brian Danielson, CM Punk all entered the company in the last couple months. Adam Page still gets the biggest pop in the company yep. now. Yep. That means something. And Tony Khan, I'm sure, knows that. Yeah, I mean, it. if they miss here, that that's a WWE-level miss. Yep. And not a good one either. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that's what I mean. Well, like, that, how many times have we looked and gone, Rusev should have won here, should have done more here. Braun yeah. should have won the championship here. Bray should have done this here. This guy should have done this here. We've we've done it forever. And to be honest with you, also this would be the first WWE level miss the AEW would have. And to be honest with you, also, also, so we can use a break of Omega. Omega took a break here. Oh my God, yes. But forget Page. What what kind of burn Omega anyway? So Omega in general has a champion. I, also, I, took a break. I've never been a huge Kenny guy. I I'm not denying how good he is in the ring, but. Give me a Kenny break, please. No, but I, I no, I love Omega, but at the same time, the the roster is good enough now where you can do that. You have enough guys now in the roster where Kenny can say, okay, take take, take two months off. I think even Joe mentioned a couple months ago about maybe him wanting to take some time off. You know, uh, I could see if if Okada is coming over though. I'm hoping it's even actually more of a reason why Kenny loses the belt because I could see that match not involving the title. Almost out of necessity because I don't know that New Japan wants Okada losing, and I don't know that they could plan to have him win the belt. So also too, I mean, like I said, like that's a main event no matter what. It doesn't need a title. Like that could be that could be your New Year's Eve Dynamite or whatever you know in relation to New Year's time Dynamite is main event. You know. In yeah. any case, I'm go- I'm going Hangman. They're gonna do it. Yes. Yeah, oh my yeah, my actual prediction is. But, Without but question. like I said, though, let's not act like there's not a real chance oh. that can win. This oh. is a match that I think could actually go either way. 100%. Give me a percentage of chance that they they don't pull the trigger on this one. Fifty, I think at least fifty. Oh, wow, you're going that high. Wow, okay. I'm a, I'm twenty percent. No, I'm a, I'm gonna say it's say I'm gonna say it's somewhere in the twenties. Yeah, thirty percent that they that they don't pull the trigger. But the fact that it's even that high is worrisome. Yeah, twenty percent, twenty percent for me. There you have it, AEW Full Gear on pay-per-view uh, this Saturday night, 8 p.m. So, all right, Jim, I think it's your turn, your topic. 
we're, 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 we're going to skip trivia this week, by the way, since Mike's not here. Oh, okay, good. If uh, whoever gets it right. I mean, yeah. I won, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, you stole my. Hey, you stole mine. What the hell? As if you Ernest. For a while, my friend. Um, <laughs> I, got it. I, I brought this up. I brought this up on on three count, but I, I'm I, I love to hear um, other opinions as well. So last week on social media, um, last Saturday, WWE announced that they would be unveiling the Survivor Series um, five on five teams for the men and women for both Raw and SmackDown, uh, which they did. Um, the Raw teams are Rollins, Balor, Owens, Rey Mysterio, and Bobby Lashley. Um, Bobby! Who replaced Dominic Mysterio. Uh, the SmackDown side, you have Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, King Woods, Sami Zayn, and Happy Corbin. Uh, the women's Raw, Becky Lynch, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Carmella, and Queen Zelina. And the SmackDown side, you have Sasha Banks, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi, Natalia, and Aaliyah. But... <laughs> <laughs> but the the reaction that I saw from a lot of people, like people were like pissed. How like how could WWE like dare disrespect Survivor Series and this shows WWE doesn't care about this show and um you know it's it's so lazy this and that and like my first reaction to the reaction was like how many years in a row have they given us qualifying matches where we either didn't care about the match or we knew who was going to win and everybody is bitching on on Mondays and Fridays or Tuesdays when SmackDown was live on Tuesdays. Like how many times did people bitch that like, why are we getting this qualifying match? We know Jeff Hardy's going to win. This match doesn't mean anything. Why don't they make the team? Like, do you even care? Like, like, and, and it's such a like unfortunate way to word the question, but do you like, does it bother you? Because it doesn't get, like, I don't care either way. I actually liked that they just announced the teams. I feel like that's kind of how they used to do it back in the day. But, like, does it matter to you that the WWE just announced the Survivor Series teams on social media? So, so first of all, I want to say congrats to Aaliyah. It's great to see her doing so well ever since she was married to R. Kelly and died. I'm <laughs> glad that she's on Team Survivor Series, uh, SmackDown. He's wow. Okay. Wow. Second of all, so oh, when wow, Mr. Sarcasm, yeah, I don't care. When the, the it, no, when the question first came up earlier today, when Ernest texted to the group, or I think Mike actually texted for Ernest, he did, he did. I, I thought about it, and my my gut reaction was, oh, that's kind of shitty. Oh, like it's it's against the norm. They should have announced it on Raw or SmackDown or done like qualifying, whatever. And then I spent a little time and actually thought about it further. And I kind of came to the same conclusion, like what you were just saying, which is just like, okay, but wait, did I really need to watch like three weeks of qualifying matches and then people ending up, you know, losing their spots and having infighting and this, that, and the other? Like, did I actually need to watch that again? Because I've watched that every year for the last like five years. So... Am I really missing anything? No. And then on the second hand, I thought about how, like, in my head, I was sort of like, wow, this really should have been announced on Raw or SmackDown, like announced on TV as opposed to social media. But let's be honest here. WWE 
utilizes social media on a regular basis. They're probably one of the best companies. Like not I'd, even. Just, I'd argue like, the best. Yeah. Not just for, I mean, in any, in any. In any right. not, not, yeah, I'm not. Ta- I mean, wrestling without question, but across right. the board, like there's a reason why, like those stats when they talk about like the number of like followers and impressions that they get, they're not lying. Right. Exactly. So, like, it actually, in a way, it's a big deal that they're announcing it on social media. They're getting eyes to it that they might not get if they were only announcing it on Raw or SmackDown. You know, like, they are getting people who don't necessarily watch the weekly TV shows, but do read the social media on a daily basis. Do come across it on Facebook, on their timeline, and on Instagram, and all of that. They're getting those people, you know? So, like, I think it actually does make a lot of sense. I'm just looking over. Well, the thing thing that I I liked about it, and obviously uh, EJ will get like, well, you know, your thoughts on it. But like, so you announced the original five, and it was Seth, Finn, Kevin, Ray, and Dominic, who were all on SmackDown like a month ago. And then right, and then like, and then Adam Pearce comes out on Monday and was like, you know, all you know, all the guys on on this team are champions except for one, and Dominic, you're like, you've never been champion. So he's like, you can stay on the team if you can beat this guy. Bob, 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 Bob. And then Lashley just fucking destroys him and Lashley's on the team. So, like, thank God. Already, two days after, everybody bitched that, like, well, they're just announcing it, it doesn't matter. Like, they're already incorporating the teams in the storyline. And the thing I find interesting is, like, as we've been watching the dynamic between Adam Pierce. And Sonya Deville kind of change and morph a little bit. Like now you're you're seeing this situation where like Pierce is now kind of stacking the Raw team to like beat SmackDown. So like, are we seeing this finally seeing kind of a division between like the two brand leaders who are like leading the shows together? So there's like there there is actually I think some like there's some hidden story within all of this that that if you're if you're not if you're not totally paying attention, you might be missing it. But I'm intrigued by what they're doing with announcing it and then playing story within it. Like, I don't think the, these may not be the final teams that we have when we actually get to Survivor Series. Well, maybe they are because isn't Survivor Series next weekend. So these might be your final teams. But I, but I like some of the things that are at play here, EJ. That was a good way to get Lashley on the team, too. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the last time we saw him... Right, the last time we saw him, Goldberg was leaving him for dead in Saudi Arabia, which is not hard to do with somebody in Saudi Arabia. So I'm, I'm, I feel like they needed to bring him back in a way that was some kind of dominating. And, and I don't mean this to sound kinky, but I will, I will watch Dominic Mysterio do dominated any day. So you, you do I have mean to it. Feel my hands and knees and just take it. <laughs> um, Jim, you sure that somebody said wasn't mine? What's that? Did Jeopardy sound? You sure it wasn't mine? I I mean I you may have put it on your own board, but I've had that on my board for a long time. These are my machines. <laughs> I, would, I just wanted to play that. Unlike um, some in this room, I don't uh, steal things from people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh-oh. I've stolen some of these from actual radio programs. Just no, not I have a bunch of my radio show from like 2014, 15. <laughs> um. I guess the bigger question I think really more in Survivor Series is that is this a because it is a big four is this 
something that needs to be fixed going forward. Like, yeah. how do you fix it? Because to me, there's really not, if you want to fix a virus series, make it mean something, just treat it like a fall classic. Just treat it like SummerSlam. Don't make it more than it has to. Instead of, if, if you don't want to do the whole old school, you know, team versus team thing, fine. Go right ahead. Just build regular storylines and blow it off with this big event, Survivor Series. Make, make it the, what it was years ago, the Thanksgiving event. You know, it, remember, when this thing started in 87, this was done on Thanksgiving Thursday. I don't yeah. remember. Thanksgiving Day, they did this. Yeah, it was Thanksgiving Day, and then they moved it to the night before, which right. you're never going you're never gonna to go back to that. And I must, I might suggest you do that, but make it something that's it's the fall classic. But they tried that. They tried that for about a decade, and it didn't work, and everyone just wanted them to go back to doing the four and four Survivor Series-style matches. But no one, but, but no one wants, that, wants that anymore either. So just do regular builds and just do the regular a fall classic, a SummerSlam, and that's I, it. I think it works as a Raw versus SmackDown branded pay-per-view. I don't I, hate And it usually ends up being very fun. I think would, what I would do is I would do the same thing like that, have like a couple matches where that's the same format, format, but then build it around a, around a big match. So no, I would have I would have done Brock and Brock and uh, and Roman at this event as opposed to Crown Jewel, honestly. Look, there there no needs paying a billion dollars for but play. It would help if there were stakes. It would help if there was like okay, you're doing this series of Raw versus SmackDown matches. Like, the winning match gets to have, like, the winning brand gets to have the number 30 spot in the Royal Rumble. And, like, that brand, like, the leaders on that brand can decide who gets that, you know? But, like, they're definitely guaranteed that one of their superstars gets that spot. Or they get the main event of night one at WrestleMania, which, see, it feels like it would have been worth more when WrestleMania was only one night, because then you could just have, you know, the main event. But like, or you could say like they get to pick which night they want their main event to be on, or something like that. Um, you know, like I, I think that would add to the fun of it because obviously, there's, the more that there's stakes in pro wrestling, the more that people are fighting for something, it's yeah. easier to be invested. But I think the other thing that would actually really help is like I, said, I love the Raw versus SmackDown brand idea. I love the let's get together once a year and let's have all these guys fight with each other. There's two reasons why that's not working as well as it should. Number one, because you have a lot of these guys show up on Raw or SmackDown during the rest of the year anyway. So you're already kind of ruining the specialness of having it happen only once a year. And number two, you literally just did the draft. Like, you literally just had a bunch of these guys. Like we just said, like, all of Team Raw was on SmackDown except for Bobby Lashley now. All of Team Raw was on SmackDown just about a month ago. And you're going to have them now wrestling guys from SmackDown that they've wrestled for the last eight months that we've already watched. That's not giving us, you know, unique matches that you're not able to see other than on Survivor Series. So that's not fun. Like, honestly, if you're going to... Like, do the draft in fucking December or January. Have us have 11 months where these guys are exclusively on these shows, and then give us Survivor Series where they're wrestling against each other for the first time in 11 months. You know when I would do the month when you, you know when I would do the draft? What month? The Raw after Mania. Yeah. Make make that make that because here's the deal. Everybody wants to tune in because it's an exciting show, and you never know who's going to show up and do this and that. How are you going to make it more exciting? First off, you make it a draft. You re, you reshuffle the deck. 
WrestleMania is your your end of year, quote unquote, end of year New Year's anyway. Right. So really, really kick off the new year by shuffling the deck, calling people up, having people return. You can still do all of those things, but then yep. you, you do the draft. So then eight months later, when there's Raw versus SmackDown, there's actually a reason for like people to care, like like and and for people to be like brand loyal. But exactly all of, like all the things you said, Joe. Like we we talked we touched on, on on three count is like. Make their reason. Apparently, like Xavier Woods on his Instagram was like, "Why are we fighting?" Like, it, it, the the losing team should be in a in a five person elimination match then to determine the first five spots in the Royal Rumble. The winning right. team should be in a five man to determine the last five spots in the Rumble. Or like, if you have a sole survivor for one of the teams, they should get a title shot. Something like make 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 it actually mean something. Make brand supremacy mean something. Make it yes. So that like the you know if Rollins, Balor, and Owens are the three surviving members of that team, they get into a TLC match to become a number one contender. Something, right? Because right now it's just brand supremacy. But like again, what like what does that mean when they could be traded? When you know they can show up on another brand? When you're going to get drafted away in another year? Kevin Owens' contract expires in two right. months. What does brand supremacy mean? You know what I mean? Like. Yes. I, I don't I don't dislike the idea. I'm watching the show either way. I didn't get upset that that it was announced on social media. But uh, but I, I, I think for Survivor Series to like mean something is is like the, the WWE has to give us reason to make it mean something. Yes. Like the idea of like, oh, it's the Thanksgiving tradition. Like that's nobody's Thanksgiving tradition anymore. No. Hasn't been in about two decades at least. Right. Not for nothing though, but two years ago they did they did a great job with adding NXT to the to the mix. Yeah, unfortunately, man, like I really think because because I saw somebody like talking about how like you know you, you look NXT won the Survivor Series and then what happened? I'm like the pandemic happened. Like yeah. people forget that like the, the, I think I think that was the biggest thing that derailed NXT is the fact that like you had to limit the number of people that were in your building. And, you know, you really separated because, like, you were still using the PC as, like, a training center. So, like, you had a lot more cross-contamination with people in NXT. So, you really kept them away from Raw and SmackDown. I, I think that derailed the, the the NXT thing more than anything. I would say... I don't know that that's the thing that derailed it more or if that was just they finally had an excuse to gut it. Because I feel like Vince hasn't actually liked the NXT brand or what it was like meant to do and what, in his opinion, it's not been doing for a very long time. Mind you, it is his developmental. It is literally where he's supposed to get his next big stars. And I think he's of the opinion that he hasn't gotten any big stars in the last three or four, maybe five years. Yeah, so I, I think, think that, it's unfortunately a product of of their own doing. Oh, I 100% like, agree. But I'm saying I think in Vince's head, he's probably wanted an excuse to do exactly what they've done to NXT for years. And I think that the pandemic was probably the excuse. You know, I think, like you said, like all the things that the pandemic caused, like bringing it into the performance center, turning it into this very intimate thing, not allowing it to sell 14,000 tickets at an arena for a takeover. Doing all of that, and this gave them the opportunity to be like, oh, look, 
it's dying. We can just do with it what we want now. And the funny thing is, I don't even hate NXT 2.0. I actually really like a lot of what they're doing. I watched this week's episode. There's a lot of really good stuff going on. The Toxic Attraction is a great stable and really kind of fun in the women's. Probably one of the best women's I things going it. on. Like, honestly, one of the best parts of women's. Jim's happy. <laughs> and on top of that, like, I think. It turns me on. <laughs> the, uh, the, not unilateral, that is not the right word, but the buildup of both Solo, Simba, whatever the fuck his name is, the, uh, the bonus Uso, and the Braun Breaker at the same time is fascinating. And I think it's being done excellently. And you know what we're gonna have at some point? I think in the next, like, six months to a year, on if they're still doing takeovers or if they're just like branding them their own I, things like war games. They might just be doing like pay per views basically. Right. So they're doing war I, games, but they're not calling it takeovers. Right. So I, I don't know what war games is going to look like to be honest. Like other than like a, a Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez match it, or maybe like that be into the women's war games. Like I don't know what. <laughs> War games! War games! I don't know what this card's gonna look like, frankly. And that's, I'm excited to see what they end up building with it. But I think that in eight months to a year, I think you're gonna have one of these NXT pay-per-views headlined by Solo, Yada Yada, Uso, and Braun Breaker. Like, that's going to be a match that's going to be for the title that's going to be like the first classic in NXT 2.0. Yeah. Like people want to hate the new NXT because it's not, it's not a super indie and it's not triple H's baby. And it's not standing in the middle of the ring. Like we are NXT. Like if you, if you really look at it, it it is what the original NXT and what NXT should be for the WWE. Exactly. Now, should it be on USA? Debatable. I think you could do. I like. I mean, USA is gonna. USA is still making money on it. Like, like it's still getting them. Oh yeah. Still getting them viewers, so they love it. It's not gonna go back to the network, but like, it could easily be a network product, and it would be fine. But, um, but yeah, right. I, I what just think USA gonna have on reruns of SVU. Exactly. I just think. Or Chicago uh, PD. I just think that like there needs to be some minor tweaks to Survivor Series, and and the format of it, and it could actually mean something. I, like I don't hate your idea, EJ, of like having it be a regular pay per view, but then so you could instead of having like Big E versus Roman, like Universal Champ versus uh, World Champ, and the U.S. Champion versus the Intercontinental Champion. Like I don't think you have to force those things. In, into the show, but like you could do regular, like a raw title match, a SmackDown title match, this and that, like against guys on their own brand, but then still do a five on five men and women's brand, uh, matches, but then just have some sort of actual stakes on them. And God damn you, Lamar Jackson. Like, I don't give a shit if you lose. I was just going <laughs> to get to that now. I was but just like, going to sidebar now. Now you're taking fantasy points off my board, you son of a bitch. I don't care that the Ravens lose. I have no dog in this fight except for Lamar Jackson. You just took fantasy. Football. Well, I got the offense number one, but also like remember Kyle saying that the Ravens were Super Bowl contenders and all this crap. And I come to him, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's gonna make huddle up interesting. But yeah, uh, Kyle heard that. He won't hear this because he doesn't watch wrestling anyway. So whatever. But uh, anyway, 
By the way, I haven't watched NXT 2.0 since the first two episodes they debuted, mainly because of practice. It was really good. Well, no, I'm not saying it's not good at all. I'm just saying I don't have time. Well, you haven't watched it. Yeah. I've caught a little bit here and there. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm doing, I'm, I do huddle up on Tuesdays and it just, especially yeah. things just gets cut out of my life. I wonder if the WWE also feels the same way too about the product around this time of year because it kind of feels like this is the time of year they normally kind of mail in a little bit. And it's kind of wait, hold, serve until Royal Rumble season, going to WrestleMania. I guess. I Are mean, you like, planning on watching War Games? I'll probably watch it, of course. Oh, I'll watch, if it's a pay per view, I'll watch it. I mean, okay. I'm covering them for the, the the shows anyway, but yeah. Gotcha. War Games. In War Games. War Games. War Games. War Games. <laughs> All right, Joe. Do what do you love? What do you love this week? Lucky trifling ass hoe. Let's go back to the beginning of the show. I already said what I love. All right. Final this topic. Why did nobody loves you? Uh, fuck you, man. Okay. Joe, final topic is all you. All right. So I almost changed my topic for the record, but then I realized you guys like this topic so much. So I was like, all right, we're going to stick with this one. I almost went with the topic of, I almost went with, What's your favorite wrestling-related soldier army thing? Because today is Veterans Day when we're recording this. I know the show comes out tomorrow, but it is Veterans Day, and I thought that I thought that had the potential to be fun, but then I also thought that had the potential to be us talking for way too long about GI Bro. So I decided, you know what? Like we're just gonna skip that topic, and instead we'll just quickly say, Sergeant Slaughter, I still don't forgive you. So instead, we're gonna move on to what is my topic. And again, my, this topic also almost started as a slightly different topic. It was originally going to be quite simply, which wrestler would you own a gym with and why is Biggie the correct answer? And I decided instead of limiting your guys' answers to exactly that, I decided to go with quite simply, what wrestler in gimmick, in character or not, that's up to you, well, what wrestler would you like to own a legitimate business with? And it can't be a wrestling company. It has to be something oh, like you, you can own a funeral home with The Undertaker or you can own a lingerie store with Sable or, I don't know, a, a pie shop with The Rock, you know, something like that. You guys, w- what would you want to own it with? Food? No. <laughs> Um, EJ, you want to go? You want me to go? Um, if you watched his um, uh, uh, Broken Soul sessions, you you know where I'm going with this one. Um, Bobby Lashley will be somebody I would do business with. He's been one thing. I thought you were going to say a bar with Steve Austin, just for the no. record. Bob, 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 No, he. I don't know if you saw that Broken Soul sessions with with Austin, but he um during the pandemic has started working on getting his real estate license and all this stuff, and he's trying to figure out ways to get. Other oh, streams of income and all that. He's he's a smart dude, bro. I mean, he he seems this just, real estate like, company isn't hurt business LLC. I, I, why are we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but he's the guy that looks at things the big picture, you know. And yeah, pro wrestling sure pays him very well. But smart dude. Um, so I'd be Bobby Lashley would be the guy I would, I would you know go to business with. I can see, see that. Yeah. I mean. Nobody actually going to say RVD in a pot store. I mean, <laughs> no. Um, honestly, I would open like a like a video arcade with a uh, video game arcade with AJ Styles. I thought uh, you were going to say Xavier Woods for a second. 
Well, I mean, that would that would make sense as well, but but no. Um AJ Styles is a huge is a huge gamer. Um like I I don't know AJ I don't even know if I've told you the story of when AJ Styles stayed at my house. Wait, really? what? Okay. So <laughs> wait, what? On, you're like, "Hold on." So Back off. Not long not right around the time TNA first started. Um, AJ was also working, was also working with a, a company. They're still around actually in Texas, the Christian Wrestling Federation. Um, so they would do, they would do two set types of shows at this time. If you did a single night, you had to pay them up front. Um, and like they were in charge of like, you know, like selling tickets, whatever. Um, and, but they also did like these three day like crusade things where they would, they would, if you if you worked it out with them, they would basically come to wherever you were, and they would they wouldn't get any money up front, right? But like you had to house the wrestlers, and you had to feed them, you had to transport them to the shows, you had to make sure everybody was going to get there, and then like what whatever whatever money came from the gate, like they would do like offerings this and that. So um. My parents were youth group directors at my church at the time. And like, I, I've, I've loved wrestling since I was a little kid. But like, if you think about like late nineties, early two thousands, like it wasn't the most wholesome product for like a 17 year old kid to what be watching. You don't say. So like when <laughs> my parents kind of caught wind of this, they were at like a convention in Texas and they, they, they met these, uh, they met them. They worked out that they, because they were already doing a tour. They did a tour uh, up in New, into New York. So when they already came up this way, they added my hometown to the list. So the the first year, the the owner of the company and um, one of the other guys, well, Tim Storm, the guy who recently NWA World Heavyweight oh, Champion, yeah. stayed at my house. Then the <laughs> next. And the next year, um, as it, as it rolls around, like they had AJ Styles was making the tour. Mm. And like, I, you know, I knew he had been in WCW and I was like, right. okay, cool. Why the hell not? Like we're kind of running this thing. So like, let's have him and literally could not have been a, a cooler dude. Um, one of the best parts about it is at that time, nobody really knew what TNA was, anything like that. Right. So like, I'm like, I'm taking AJ Styles to our local mall. We're like hanging out. Um, like, cause it was over he the was week. He was so hot back then. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I'm not, not anymore. He's an old man now. He blew a hole in one of his shorts that weekend, Joe. You oh missed. Oh my God. <laughs> um, you know, so like we're walking, and nobody really knows like who he is, but um, like oh every, everywhere he went, and to this day, I'm pretty sure still does. Like he he takes video game systems and it had like the little flip up screens. Always has video game systems. We played like NCAA football and all this like the whole weekend when he, when they were here. So um, without question, uh, like a video game market, and I'm not talking like arcade games either i'm talking about like console games but you just have them set up for like free plays and tournaments and stuff like that so okay so two questions here sure yeah all right the first question is and please don't cut me off like i'm a woman and you're tony khan 
So the first question is, <laughs> is AJ Styles the most famous person that's ever stayed in your house? Yes. Okay. The second question is, how often do you think about the fact that your ass has sat on the same toilet seat as AJ Styles' ass? Like, your ass is only one degree of separation away from fame. It is literally rubbed, like, germs with it, – it, it's, it's rubbed uglies with the fame monster. Well, I – well, fortunately and unfortunately – Depending on the way that question was asked or taken, um, it's not the current, it's not the house that I still live in. But I never actually thought of that angle on the question or, I mean, or, or, or you on this. Met Joe before at that time, so <laughs> yeah, I didn't know Joe then. Um, yeah. But uh, at the time, you likely used the same bathroom he did. I certainly did. I so, certainly. Like, your ass is famous, basically. My ass is famous. You're right. My ass is famous. One hundred percent. What the hell's going on out here? Like, like, actually, your ass is more famous than my ass because I've never had anyone even remotely famous stay at my home. Nor the, do I like using like, and I don't use public restrooms. I need, I need home field advantage in that game. So I only. It's not even like you could be like, well, you lived in Manhattan and maybe like you used the same bathroom as Nathan Lane at a movie theater on 14th Street. I mean, which like, is certainly possible, but no, AJ Styles and Tim Storm 100% used my, my, my bathroom. There you go. I feel like Tim Storm's a pusher. <laughs> like, you know, like some people, it's like when they go, it's like, it's a little, uh-huh. I feel like that's Tim Storm. Like his face has that constant look of like, I'm trying here. Yes, yes, that like that. Um, bro, what are you talking about, man? But uh, the other funny thing is, like, you know, in in the South, like sweet tea, obviously Georgia, sweet tea is a huge thing, and uh, like half my family's from the South. Uh, so, well, I mean, originally my mom's side of the family's from like Mississippi and Virginia and ah, interesting and whatnot. So. We've we've always made like as a family we always made sweet tea and like up here like iced tea is just like super sugary like like it's like yes. it's like Kool Aid tea to like people in the south. So AJ's like, well, I gotta whip up a batch of sweet tea and teach you guys what what tea's all about. And my dad just like goes grabs grabs a glass and like hands it to him and he was like he was hesitant to try it, takes a drink and like almost like spits it across the room because he was like. This is amazing. I think we made like between him and the other guys, because most of them were from from the south. I think we made probably like 10, 10 11 gallons of sweet tea. Oh my three. god! Like Jeez, they sucks. went like crazy. And like another hilarious part about the whole thing, not just not just AJ, but all of the wrestlers, because like they're all from the south. I live in Amish country, so like we're driving. Oh, we have to go pick them up at the airport. Yeah, like I live in rural like you know like central pennsylvania there's like amish everywhere lived in bumblefuck pa oh yeah yeah i mean Where are you from redding uh redding's about an hour away I, i've been to redding because back in my more confused days i dated a girl who was originally from redding i dated <laughs> like seven years <laughs> and 
Um, we went and visited Reading a couple of times to Why? visit her family and stuff. And it's just, it's fucking like, it's where dreams go to die. I mean, oh, it's Redding, one of those places. And then awesome. I used to go to Chikara shows like in like 2008. So I've been to like Hellertown and fucking like, play, like, um, uh, what's the one with the Billy Joel song? Allentown. Uh, huh? Allentown. Allentown. Thank you. Yeah, it's about an hour and a half. So I'm, I'm like, a very south- white reference for me, but thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm southeast from there. But like, so we, we would pick them up at the airport and drive them home. And like, we, you know, we, we stop off, we stop off to, to eat lunch. My dad and I picked up AJ. We're, we're, we're standing in line at a Wendy's and like AJ starts like, he starts slapping, like slapping my arm and like, like, you know, like tilting his head, like there's something. Yeah, he's like, like, <laughs> like, like, he's like, he's like, turn around, turn around. And I'm thinking like, there's like a hot chick or something behind me. Yeah. Turn around. It's an Amish family. Like he is so jacked up to see this Amish family. And I'm just like, Oh yeah, that's, that's normal life for me. But like you think of it, it's, it's not assholes. They, they know well, they can be. Hmm. The Amish can be assholes and they also smell like assholes in the summer. I've, I've heard that as well. Oh. Gross. <laughs> Uh, what else do we have on this topic? I guess. Hey, Joe, uh, you haven't given yours, right? That's right. I mean, well, mine really is. I would. Or start is yours legitimately Biggie in the gym? I would. I like that would be my thing. I feel like he would be the perfect face for a gym and like a fun gym. Like, I, and I don't know. I don't know if it would just be like a regular, like an LA fitness kind of gym, or if we'd be more like an Orange Theory, like a concept gym. I think that's what we would be. There'd be some level of concept to it, maybe involving pancakes and definitely involving meat. Um, I, I think that there'd be some sort of level like that. Like, like for every workout you complete, you get a sandwich or something like that. Like, I don't know. I feel like we would be more happier. We want to meet inside. So good meats and also our really good, like, workouts. So I, I, I think that would be the plan. And I'm all 100% for that. So, because... Biggie really does seem like he'd be fun to work with also. Okay. Like, I'd be a fun guy to own a business with, be a business partner. Like, I think he'd be a good time. You know what would be cool to work with also to, uh, guys? No. Shane McMahon. But, like, what would you open with Shane McMahon? The in the world! I knew what he was doing. I miss Greg, Greg Hamilton. He was great. He was the great. Thing, the only thing Sounds I like him, he says Kevin Owens. Kind of asshole, though. Say it again? Sounds like he might be kind of an asshole, though. Hey, man. It is what it is. No, the only thing I hated he did, we did Kevin Owens' uh, intro. Kevin Owens! <laughs> like, yeah, that was always a little strange. Oh, Owens! It's Owens. Owens. Shit. Uh, we would do Wrestle Week on this segment. But uh, we got our uh, Joe and I especially got our rest of the week in late to Mike, so he will be doing a um, separate episode tomorrow. Um, he's, he's recording his own preview for, for Full Gear because that's what Mike does, and he'll also throw in the updated uh, standings for rest of the week um, once we once he tablets all the you know stuff. Yeah, I don't Mike, all the real work around here. Yeah, apparently. Um, 
You, I mean, you can reveal yours right now if you want to, Joe, real quick. What you, you like I remember. That's oh. cute. Ah. I'll, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll review right now. Hold on. Give me a second. Well, he's pulling them up. I mean, I have I have my three um, that I that I revealed on on Go three. For it, but then if you're gonna do it, then play the fucking music. Like, do it all official. All Dance right. monkey. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> Why? Because monkeys are black. That's racist. It is racist. I agree. I agree. Go find this damn freaking music here. This thing started. As we as we plan on doing this tonight. Where are you at on Michael Jackson right now? Me? Yeah, like, is he still canceled, or did he get no, uncanceled? Never, I know never he's canceled. Oh, he's never canceled for EJ. Never canceled for Perfect. me. Fair. It's bullshit. No, it's bullshit. Plus, I know too much, so. Like, personal people know too much. Wait, what? About the case, I know, I am I, I, invested in people who know, like, two of the accusers. It's all bullshit. Oh my god, have either of them ever shat on your toilet? Actually, yes. In, not, not on. Yeah, actually, yes. In my old house. Yes, I'm gonna stay in my house a couple times. Yeah. Why am I the only person who's never had a famous person shit on their toilet? <laughs> what the fuck is this show about right now? I have no idea. We, we lost a fucking, uh. There you go, Why it. are there more members of the best friends than there were members of the cast of Friends? Right. <laughs> All right. So let me read out Joe's uh, top three. Number three, he had Bobby Lashley. Oh yeah, for beating the snot out of Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> yeah. Number two, El Desperado. For winning the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title. And number one, as I hold your hand to this whole thing here, Kenta. For winning the IWGP US Title. Mine all made sense. Right. Uh, mine was number three, Kevin Owens. He turned heel. So we get like so if we assume Kevin Owens is gonna be leaving WWE in January. If that's if that's your criteria, fucking Big Show would have been number one on your list like <laughs> once every two weeks and back in the early two thousands. Unfortunately, I didn't watch Diamond last night, so this is what I had. Number two, Liv Morgan, who now got a title shot against Becky Lynch coming up. Yeah, that's a good one. And number one, Adam Cole, Bay Bay. Great match against Silver last week. Yeah. Yeah, Great match! I enjoyed that match, man. That was fun. So My, uh, that whole budge thing, like it, I like feel it? Like a level of sophomoreish humor that's just not mine. Like it's just I don't get it. But it fits him though. It fits him. My only problem with like the budge thing is like they do nothing to explain. Why John Silver's in the center of the ring talking about Budge? Right, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't like, get it. Play the clip from Being the Elite, or at least, at the very least, have if you know he's going to come out and and talk about Budge, at least have commentary when he's coming out to the ring. Be like, yeah. set it up. That's one of my biggest gripes with AEW. Like, here's the deal. Like. I get it. There's there's inside stuff that you're going to get sometimes with, with WWE that only the people that are really paying attention are going to get. AEW, the same thing. But when you actually use stuff on being the elite as like part of your stories, you need yep. to explain it or at the very least show clips of it. Yep. At the very least. If you do that, then you're fine. Because I, I, like, I was like, what the fuck is a budge? That's like, what I'm saying. Like that's where I'm at. I'm at. I don't get it. Like I, I don't. I don't have to like love being the elite or whatever. But like, 
if I'm sitting here going, what the, what the fuck is a budge? That to me, that's a problem. Like you, you, right. you, have, you have missed the point because you, you're, you're not explaining the product to people. Right. So Jim, you know, three, your uh, top three. Yeah. My third, uh, number three is Liv Morgan. Um, you know, uh, uh, actually a really good, uh, match on Monday with women on the raw, uh, women's division. She gets the win. She gets a title shot. Uh, my, my, my number two is the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. He's uh, he is, he is an attractive man. Um, he, he surpassed 434 days, which everybody wants to talk about punks. Um, 434 days, even though Brock Lesnar had a 507 day title reign. Um, like Scar from the Lion King, like the animated version. And if you think about it, the Usos are basically his hyenas, and like SmackDown is just the Lion King at this point. I'm not sure who Simba is yet, but SmackDown is basically the Lion King. Which is pretty badass. Which is pretty badass. Which maybe maybe that's their foreshadowing, Disney buying WWE. Um, But uh, you know, Roman had had a great uh segment to close SmackDown last week. Yeah. Um, and, and then surpassing the 434 days as champion. And my number one this week, Eddie Kingston, a phenomenal segment, um, on Rampage last Friday. And then the, the article in the Players Tribune. If you haven't had a chance to see, read that, um, absolutely read it. The guy, you know, tells his story and, um, talks about his struggles, like with mental health and, and, uh, the things he does to, um, really stay alive and, and to, um, you know, kind of keep his life in check. And I think there needs to be more people, um, in, in positions like his that are going to, um, you know, talk about stuff like that because it makes regular people who have those issues, first off, feel more comfortable about having those issues, but also make people realize that they can have those issues. So it's my number one this week. All right. I like to look. Paul Heyman is Rafiki. Yeah. Go for that. I just love this song, dude. Where are you guys at in this song? I don't even know what this song is. You disrespectful, stupid idiots. It's the being a lead uh, theme song. Oh, I, I... Shows you how often I watch being the elite. I would say I know you were you weren't a big fan of the theme music initially, uh, Joe. But they've done a lot of updates with, with all of these wrestlers since then. Yeah, we did that topic. You like it? It's better. Yeah. I mean, Adam Cole's boom is still the best by far. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out who's who on SmackDown and The Lion King. I'm sorry. I I'm mean, stupid. what? Brian uh, Brian Danielson's music is uh, is a pretty good. Oh yeah, dude. I, I really love like. At first, I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. But the more I hear it, it's, nice, it's a nice welcome change. He's really embracing the uh, whole American Dragon thing again. Yes, he is. Yeah. Like, did, 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 Brock Lesnar Simba. That's really fucked up. Why? Like, go away and come back to Pride Brock to try and defend it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Any final thoughts we get going? As I said, uh, Mike will be, uh, be doing his own separate podcast uh, probably tomorrow or – when is this podcast today? Um, pre- giving his own preview to Phil Gear as well as the rest of the week uh, update. We'll have the tabulations, uh, update tabulations uh, according to what he has, as well as what we entered as well this week. 
So he'll present that tomorrow. Um, but any final thoughts? Uh, final thought is if I don't eventually get to see Paul Heyman holding Brock Lesnar up like Simba on, on the edge of Pride Rock, then what are we even doing with our lives? Jim? Um, no real other thoughts. I mean, I, I, you know, this, this, I'm looking forward to, to full gear, um, this weekend, but, um, yeah, I'll plug three count Thursday at three count Thursday, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, three count Thursday.com. Um, check us out. Yeah. I heard you had a thought once and it died of loneliness. Uh, my thoughts is that the Heat loses games, and I'm gonna fucking kill somebody tomorrow morning. Just saying, bro. It's one game out of too many. Eighty-two. Eighty-two. Here, you guys chill out, bro. Right now, they're down by seven points. On, on it's like clip. it's like baseball fans that like their team gets swept on opening weekend, and I'm like, shut the fuck up, man. You're gonna be okay. Yep, still my team. Still love them. So, Big Jim, thanks for on the podcast, uh, replacing Mr. Michael Bernier. Uh, you did a great job as always. Always yeah. glad to be in the seat. Always. Yes. Joe, stay short. I mean, yeah, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'll talk to you guys soon. Uh, see you next week on the pod. Look out for Mike's, uh, also Mike's, uh, episode, uh, quick, like, uh, short pod tomorrow. So. Yep. All right, guys. Toodles. All right. Night.